Welcome to the University of the Free State Career Services Podcast, where we talk to experts about the ins and outs of jobs and share tips that will give you a grip on your future career. Hello and welcome. I'm Kate Boone and joining me in studio today is an individual with a passion to inspire dreams and instill entrepreneurial mindset in individuals. Danny Jacobs is the founder and CEO of Young Entrepreneurs, a company that specializes in teaching kids, teens and young adults vital entrepreneurial, financial literacy and self-employment skills. He started his first business at the age of five, selling water paint depictions of life. He does admit that they were awful drawings of trees, skewed houses, deformed stick people with the traditional version of clouds and a smiling sun. He sold them for 10 cents each, and this is about in the 1978, and although the quality was substandard, no one could resist a cute and friendly little boy. He also founded Launchpad in 2020, a business incubator and accelerator, founded the Young Entrepreneurs Vital Academy in 2018, an online business school for kids and teens, was the founding trustee of the Young Entrepreneurs Foundation in 2016, established ILSC PTY LTD, a consulting firm specializing in business model positioning, change enablement, and employee engagement in 2005, and was also the founder and director of the Center for Business Dynamics, a self-sustaining commercial unit of the business school here at the University of the Free State in 2004. I could go on and on and on, and we will not finish this interview. So let me welcome Danny. How are you doing today? Great. Uh, yes, good day. I'm, I'm great, and thanks for having me this morning. Danny, before we unpack your job, yes. tell me about the birthday in your career. When was it and what happened? It sounds strange, but it's very difficult to highlight any one one particular event. Mm. I think life is a is a sequence of things. Every time we start a new venture, that morning that the website goes live, with the thrill and the anticipation of something that's born, something that's new, something that that has been developed over months. And, and so each time we start a new business and, and the business goes live, the website goes live, that's just a it's a thrilling experience, an awesome experience. So being an entrepreneur, that gives me a kick to develop new things, launch them and to introduce them to the world. Yeah, so that's a thrilling experience each time that happens. I can only imagine. So tell me a bit about your journey. So from being young um, and even from you, you can even start from the time when you were five and you started your first business selling those paintings um, and being a student, especially acquiring your three master's qualifications mm. in medical sociology, um, one in higher education and also a master's in business administration to becoming the professional that you are today. Yeah. Would you say it was a straight or winding road for you? No whining for sure. Um, we grew up, I grew up very poor and the, with the business that I started at five, selling on to paint pictures was out of necessity, not out of mm. anything else, you know, so. And I very early on made the connection between, if I needed batteries for a little car, I knew it was two, three paintings. I made the connection between how much, what I wanted and the amount of paintings I had to sell. Then I followed the traditional path to university, started studying and ended up I actually started studying with a Dutch Reformed Church bursary for all things. In my second year, I had to choose a, the main subject 
for my third year. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, and that was, my selection was based on the fact that all the nursing students took medical sociology in their third years. So I thought it was a great opportunity for me to be to meet my former with my wife. So I took medical sociology out of for totally not the right reasons. And in my third year, the World Health Organizations came came by and they wanted or seeked somebody that they can give a bursary to 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 do the honors degree. And I was not the brightest uh, pencil, but I was the only one not being a nurse. So I got a bursary from the World Health Organization that my honors degree in medical sociology. Again, got a bursary, did my master's degree, started working at the Center for Health Systems Research and Development, and two years down the line, I asked myself, how did I get here? Mm-hmm. So then I had to start over again. Education being always my purpose to empower and capacitate people, mm-hmm. teach people. That was the education drive, and then my MBA. But along this, I had, uh, I had chairs in a, in a clothing factory in Cape Town. I was involved in various other businesses all around. So while I was pursuing this academic path, I always had businesses on the side. Then I did my master's in business administration, my MBA, and then the Center for Business Dynamics came into being. And from there on, it just accelerated with regard to finding businesses, niches within the education field, within the consulting field, and applying what you've learned and converting that into a value proposition that you can actually solve a mm. problem somewhere. So that was, but, but yeah, it's a winding road. I don't think it's a, I think linear sequential career paths is over and done with. Definitely. Um, so I think it is a winding road. The thing is, the amount of change out there, the changes in the world of work and business, you must permanently upskill, reskill, and reinvent yourself. Mm. So that's the most important thing and most important lesson that I can give people. You might have an expectation. You've studied something. You might have an expectation of how your path will, will flow, but I can promise you, uh, it's not going to happen the way you anticipate it. Mm-hmm. And you need to be able to adapt. You need to be able to change. Um, and you need to be able to upskill, reskill, and reinvent yourself um, permanently. Yeah. So going forward, uh, the illiterate of the future is not going to be those that can't read and write. It's going to be those that can't unlearn and relearn. Mm-hmm. And that's just what we've seen in, 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 in my journey is constant change, constant mm-hmm. uh you panel beating you. You panel beat yourself, you panel beat your business, <laughs> you panel beat your business model. So it's mm. constant change. I love that. Upskill, reskill, and reinvent yourself. Absolutely. Mm. So let's travel through time mm. and reflect a bit. Yeah. And let's say you didn't pursue entrepreneurship. So that, you know, need or that, um, necessity you you recognized at that young age of you know having to start a business so you mm. could survive and you didn't have that option what else do you think you would have liked to do i love technology mm. i love a computer i love software i love anything this whole ai phase that we are in now i'm i'm absolutely it keeps me awake mm. for four hours so yeah anything computer it wise uh, ai wise that that's my second love. Um, and I'm trying to combine the two. So in terms of the virtual academy, the Young Entrepreneurs Virtual Academy, mm. which is an online business school, we've got an old learning management system on for Launchpad as well. I've got a mobile app. So I'm trying to combine my love for technology with my business and my business models to improve effectiveness and efficiency and to just to deliver better on our value proposition. So I try to combine the two loves. But uh, yeah, if not entrepreneurship, then I would have been a 
Hopefully a, a nice computer geek. <laughs> and if someone is listening now and they would like to follow a similar career path and especially find practical ways in which mm. they can continuously learn and continuously, you know, panel beat themselves, what would mm. you what you say is the best way for them to prepare themselves? I see so many young people that's totally confused with regard to who they are mm. and why they are here. And they live by default. They don't follow an intentional path going forward. So the first thing I can say is in terms of who are you? And it sounds very straightforward, but uh, what's your purpose? What's your passion? Why are you here? What difference do you want to make? What legacy do you want to leave? If you start with that, and that all my businesses is built on my purpose. My purpose is very simple. It's to empower and to capacitate others to become more than what they themselves ever had ever thought possible. So that's very straightforward, and I link everything to that. So I authentically care about people. Um, I love people, and I really, I mean, there's nothing that, that excites me more if somebody else asks me for help. So that's the strangest thing. So my advice is find your purpose, find your passion. Be authentically you. And then from there on end is just to, to, to find your niche, your value proposition. If you want to go into business, start off by your purpose, your passion, and converting that into a value proposition that people are willing to, to part money with. Um, I see so many people that start businesses for the sake of money. Yes. And the problem with that is they spend an enormous amount of time, energy, and resources developing a product or a service that nobody wants. Mm-hmm. So start off with a minimum viable product. Start by testing the market. And understand that failure is part of the game. Um, you know, I've got more failures under my belt than successes, mm-hmm. much more. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the thing. You must just be authentically you, understand your with your passion and your purpose. And the unfortunate thing is, and I, I don't want to be a devil's advocate, but a lot of students studying, they might not find that dream job that they anticipate mm-hmm. after their studies. Mm-hmm. Their degree might not open the doors that they, that they anticipated. That linear sequential career path might not come their way. And then you've got a conundrum that you sit with. Now, but what now? So the future of work is about self-employment and micro-businesses. So you need to find your niche, find your purpose, but also instill yourself with what I refer to as entrepreneurial mindset attributes. Mm -hmm. Um, The World Economic Forum referred to this as high-order cognitive skill sets, those that you need to remain human within a 4IR world or AI world. If you look at this high-order cognitive skill sets, you look at the entrepreneurial mindset attributes, they are carbon copies of each other. And those are like self-leadership, diligence, resilience, having a growth mindset, with communication and networking, um, problem-solving, critical thinking, innovation. So it all boils back to, to go back to basics in terms of that. Interesting. And I think working so closely with students, that's literally the mandate and the message we always try and mm-hmm. advise that we always try to give to students um, because really the world of work is changing. Um, now, the reality is also no job is just good. Um, and I always say, you know, and I've heard from entrepreneurs as well that it has its seasons. Um, and so what would you say is the hard or the mundane part of the work that you do? Yeah, managing cash flow. If you're if, if you're in business, and I mean, cash flow is, is like everything. You know, mm-hmm. there's ups and downs. People think, and 
we, we romanticize business. And business is tough. When it's going great in business, wonderful. In tough times, you start to doubt yourself. You struggle with imposter syndrome. Mm. You may experience depression, anxiety. You feel like a failure, although your business is failing, not you. And it takes you some time to distinguish between your business failing being versus you being a failure. So yeah, it's a it's a roller coaster, uh, up and down. Uh, that's part of business. Don't for one moment think that the big houses and uh, and the sports cars uh, that's that's not reality. Mm. It takes 10, 15, 20 years to become an overnight success. And you must be willing to and diligently enough and be, to be resilient enough to take the knocks, to take the, the beatings. Yes. Um, so there's nothing coming easy. And if you want to start a business and think you're going to be a millionaire within a couple of years and everything is going to be easy and nice, you're in for a very big surprise. Mm. Um, you need to be diligent. Yes, you need to be extremely resilient to face all the downs. I refer to this as entrepreneurial terror, waking up at night in a fetal position, sweating, and not sure how you're going to pay for salaries at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. It happens to all of us. So that's just a reality. It's not a, it's, it's tough. I can imagine. Now, before we wrap up, share with us one secret. There's a lot of secrets already and um, realities you've shared with me. If there's a secret about being in entrepreneurship, um, something that no one else um, on the outside would really guess. Your successful entrepreneurs out there has got more failures under their belt than 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 successes. Mm. That's just the name of the game. If you're running a business incubator, I often find young people especially if they start a business, the business fails, they might start another business, the business fails, and then they revert back to formal employment. That's the biggest mistake you can make. We've got this misconception about failure. We are taught failure is bad. In school, failure is bad. University. The biggest lessons is learned out of these failures. Those succeeding in business are those that are handling these failures. So the biggest thing that you must understand in terms of the secret is to is to stick to your guns and to take these failures on the chin. One, two, three failures might, you might think that, I mean, business is not for me. You only need to be right once. That's the most important thing. So don't be discouraged when your first, second, third, fifth, tenth business fails. Don't be discouraged. If that is something that you want to do, if you authentically want to pursue that path, just keep on going, keep mm. on going, keep on going, keep on going. At some stage, you will get a break. It's all about persistence. It's all about diligence. It's all about being motivated to pitch up. Mm. So, yeah, that's my that's my biggest advice that I can give you. Great. Now, we've reached what I always say is my second favorite part of the conversation, and I'm going to ask you five questions. Yes. So I don't want you to think too hard. The first thing that comes to your mind, you say. So it's a this or that. Okay. Are you ready for the questions? I'm ready. All right. One, coffee or tea? Coffee, absolutely. <laughs> Sweet or salty? Sweet. Remote or on-site? Remote. Every morning I? I pray. Lastly, my favorite word is? I'm not allowed to say that on air, but uh, <laughs> it starts with an F. Okay. Oh, Danny, thank you so, so much um, for your time and for bringing your valuable insight um, and knowledge into this conversation. You've done so much uh, amazing work. When I read through your bio, I was just blown away. 
Um, and I know that our listeners will really learn uh, a lot from what you, everything that you've shared today with us. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, it was awesome being here. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Take care. That's it for now. Listen to all our episodes to make sure that you get into the fast lane of career success.